0: At 11 after 5, let's have a chat to the head of emergency at the Royal Melbourne Hospital. That's Associate Professor Mark Putland. Good afternoon.
1: G'day, Rev.
0: What's it like at the emergency department right now?
1: Uh, look, we're in the same situation we've been in for a, um, a month or so now, which is uh, fairly log-jammed. The, the hospital and all our hospitals really across the country are pretty full, and... Um, and our emergency departments are pretty full and ambulances are queued up and that's, that's been the case everywhere. Um, COVID's part of it but part of it is um, all normal winter uh, and a bad normal winter uh, and part of it probably is about the fact that well, our health systems have had two years of it investing very specifically in, in really one disease and we've probably got a little bit of pivoting to do to catch up to the broader problems that we've got right now.
0: And if we get more COVID cases now, and as you said, we've got a normal fluey winter, are the COVID, extra COVID cases specifically adding pressure?
1: They, they are. They're, they're, look, it's a very different and position from, say, September last year when we were in the Delta wave and we had a big surge of cases and they were... You know, it was killing young people, killing people who didn't really have comorbidities um, and who really had a long life ahead of them, or it was making them very, very unwell, and we're putting a lot of people into ICU. Um, they were arriving in hospital very, very sick. January we got a huge wave of people, but we quickly discovered that in fact they were turning up not sick. We had a vaccinated population by that point. And the people turning up with COVID were predominantly not super unwell, uh, and our challenge then was just trying to sift out all those not unwell people and get them out of the hospitals to
0: make space for. And is that so? Is that your major video. challenge as an emergency department? You've got a whole lot of people presenting to you, but don't necessarily need your top level of care.
1: Yeah, well, it's a it's a new it's a new picture again this <laughs> this year because it's right. always a new picture each each wave. So so now the, the community now has the message: they're not coming to hospital simply because they've got COVID. That was a problem in January, people. Thought that it was going to be like Delta, and so they all came. But but now they've worked out they don't need to rush in, so that's good. What we're now seeing is a lot of look about half of our patients that we're seeing with COVID in the ED are here with something else and incidental COVID, um, so that they've got a disease that they're actually coping with okay it just happens to be that they've also broken their leg or had a heart attack or something else there's then a cohort of people who are vulnerable who are elderly frail multiple other illnesses and they're coming in with those illnesses being tipped over the edge from something they can manage at home to something they can't now that happens every year with influenza and other viruses uh it's just well we've got one more virus in the mix that's affecting a lot of people so that's probably You've got to treat all the,
0: the broken leg person with COVID. You've got to treat them differently, and the staff yeah, have to yeah. wear extra. Well,
1: gear. we do. So yeah, that's right. So the incidental one, we've got to we've got to dress differently. We've also got to accommodate them differently so they don't spread it to other vulnerable people in the same hospital. So that creates a, a headache. Um, and then for the elderly person, say who's. Got their uh, heart disease um, tipped over the edge by COVID. That's that. That's a challenge too. We're still discharging about half the people who come in here who are COVID positive. Um, as we discharge about half of our patients uh, in general, so so COVID's part of our picture at the moment, but it's only part of it. But w- where it creates challenges for us is that we have to go through a lot of rigmarole to try and prevent spread within the hospital. And um, you know, as you know, it's increased. The, the numbers in hospital are increasing pretty quick at the moment.
0: And having to visit someone in hospital wearing COVID gear, I very quickly got very sick and tired of wearing all of that gear. Um, Mark Partland's the director of emergency at the Royal Melbourne. Mark, I know this isn't directly your area, but isn't isn't the inevitable consequence of more people in hospital with COVID less
1: elective surgery? That's probably the way things will shape up at some point. Looking at the trajectory at the moment, I think that will be the way things will shape up. We'll still be doing, I can't imagine us not doing Cat 1 and Ocean Cat 2 elective surgery here, but as you say, it's not, it's not. outside of my area. I, at the moment... Go we'll, make a guess for any- me. Though. You
0: can be a commentator. <laughs> when, when are they going to start restricting
1: elective surgery? Next week? No, I'm not going to make any uh, such guesses. Uh, uh, but look, I, I think the important thing, the message for the community is: if you is, is if you've got something scheduled, assume it's still on until you're told otherwise. Don't mm. don't not come or don't miss out on care um, uh, because you made some assumption. And and remember that it's actually it, it'll still be a safe place to come to. We've put into place a lot of. Uh, processes to keep people safe the, when they're in hospital. Uh, two years ago, we were saying to people, look, hospitals are not the safest place to be right now. If you don't need to be here, stay away. Um, I suppose if you don't need to be here, you should stay away still. But but if you've got care that you need, then you should still be getting it. I don't want people missing out. This whole
0: extended period with emergency departments, especially under pressure, is there anything you actually need from either the health department or the government over the next sort of four to eight weeks? Do you need more than what you have? Or do you need a policy change to help you deal with all of this?
1: Look, all the emergency departments really need is, is patients to to get out of the emergency department. Not not the patients who... Not, I'm not saying that to the patients. I'm saying that we need to be able to get admitted patients out of the emergency department into hospital access wards. Access block. Yeah, um, yeah and that access block is really our problem right now. It's 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 the worst we've ever seen. Now, that's not a quick, easy fix. COVID making that harder, of course, because it's making everything in the hospitals harder, but um, there so are it's also still the case,
0: worst you've ever seen in terms of getting patients out of the emergency
1: department and into
0: other Absolutely. parts of the hospital?
1: Absolutely. And I think other parts of the hospital are finding it the worst I've ever seen to get patients out to... Rehab and to aged care, and to all the things that allow them to get patients out of the hospital. There's good investment in, um, as the ministers talked about, into the home first, which is our sort of hospital in the home programs and so forth. That's been good. We've had excellent investment into EDs and into ambulance care. We just that the, they're, they're quick things, but they're not the real fix. The real fix is things that will get patients into ward beds, which is probably some more wards of various types around the place, and they take time to build and time to staff, and so that. They are going to be slow fixes, I'm afraid, for those. One quick
0: bit of commentary. Do you reckon staff in hospo and retail should be wearing masks?
1: I think, look, there's no question masks uh, prevent transmission and masks save lives and masks will stop you from um, having time off work and getting other people sick. So I think when the advice is to be wearing masks. I think people should be wearing masks. I think the community's got very good at getting advice in the last couple of years and um, I, I think the decision about whether or not to mandate things is something I'm glad it's not to me. It's up to governments because there's so much that needs to play into that. But I think the community should be... I think we should separate out the mandate question from the question of what's good advice. I think right at the moment... If you're in crowded places with people you don't know or indeed people you do know, in crowded places, masks are, are a good idea. It's they're just, they're just sensible advice. So don't worry about whether it's mandated. Just, just follow the advice while it's uh, like things are. The next couple of months are going to be a bit tough for everyone, and we, we, can, we can impact it by how we behave. You're way too sensible
0: for Talkback Radio. We're trying to incite fear, prejudice, <laughs> and envy. Um, thank you for your time. Thanks for your work.
1: No problem, Raph, Okay.
0: That's the Associate Professor Mark Partland. He's the Director of Emergency at the Royal Melbourne Hospital. Interesting. Like, don't worry about the mandate question. The advice is strongly recommended wear a mask in a crowd. Wear a mask in a crowd. Seems sensible. But the political question will always return. Uh, We'll have a chat to someone.